I want to say just enough to prime the pump about those things we often call testimonies. Uh, and then um, I hope the questions and discussion after that can be cover anything uh, this morning, this afternoon, or, or anything else that's on friends' hearts. <clears throat> there is no official list of Quaker testimonies, and the unofficial lists vary quite a bit from friend to friend and from generation to generation. So everything I have to say is unofficial, um, but may be useful as a starting point. William Penn's list was among the very first, and his list of, of testimony, including not waging war against other Christians, non-Christians was okay, and not entering into mixed marriages. It was a religious testimony, not to marry someone that wasn't already Quaker. But for today, I'm gonna to use Howard Britton's 1942 list <clears throat> Again, totally unofficial, but for people of my generation was normative. Simplicity, equality, harmony, and community. But first of all, our testimony, for in reality, there's only one testimony. It's the witness of our lives, individual and corporate to the great truth of the immediate and perceptible guidance of the divine made available to every human being by the love of God. It is the analog and spiritual matters of the testimony of witnesses in a secular court who speak truthfully about what they know from personal experience. So Quaker testimony is more than an arbitrarily adopted value that friends generally accept and try to live by. Our testimony is what our lives as a faith community say about the reality of life lived under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. They say God is here now, engaged with us, and changing the world. And if we're living in the reality of that immediate and perceptible guidance of the Holy Spirit, our lives testify to that reality. They will be filled with the things we call simplicity, equality, harmony, and community. There are lots of authentic reasons why one's life might demonstrate its simplicity. But the Quaker testimony of simplicity has to do with this immediate and perceptible guidance of the Holy Spirit. It's not merely austerity or an economic principle, but it is the, the spirituality of subtraction applied throughout one's life as response to the presence of the guidance of God. Because I have experienced the immediate perceptible guidance of God, I seek to be always making myself available and willing to hear that guidance and obey. Every part of my life must be held up to the scrutiny of one question. Does this help me hear and follow 
God's guidance or not. Those things that are not helpful must be subtracted. And as that happens, my life becomes simple in the Quaker meaning of simple. Our experience shows us this doesn't happen because we're somehow a special people. We see that this divine perceptible guidance is available to every human, regardless of race, nationality, sexuality, education, wealth, or even whether that person has ever heard of Jesus Christ. By this, God's universal grace and love are manifest. And when I live up to this truth from my own experience, then my testimony to the world is that we are all equal in God's loving gaze and should be treated as such. By God's guidance, I can treat each person as an equal recipient of God's infinite love. Britain's third testimony was harmony, which many friends have reduced to a peace testimony. But I like Britain's term, first because it points toward a deeper relationship among humans true harmony, shalom, rather than the mere absence of war. Even more importantly, it accommodates our growing awareness of God's guidance about living in harmony with all of creation, earth care, as well as human care. Again, our lived experience shows us that God can guide us through all conflict if we are faithful to that guidance. Our corporate life as a diverse faith community is a testimony to the world about God's power to lead us to live in harmony with all of creation, human and not human. Not to rule over creation or have stewardship or dominion over creation or to be the caretakers that make decisions for creation, but to live in harmony with creation as part of God's great work. Brinton's final, te final testimony was community. It is our experience that God's immediate perceptible guidance draws us into communities that enable us to hear this guidance more clearly and obey it more fully we're being drawn by God into communities, outposts of the kingdom of God, enabling us to live more fully in harmony with the divine will, witnessing to the power of God to transform us, inviting others to join us directly or to establish their own kingdom outpost where they are. And when we listen and obey faithfully, our corporate lives, our lives as a community, testify to the reality that Christ has already come. The kingdom, the beloved community, whatever metaphor one uses, is here, right here, right now. And everyone is invited to join. So to close the circle, our experience has shown us that George Fox's two great truth claims are true. Christ Jesus can and will speak to our condition, and Christ the Holy Spirit has come now already to teach 
God's people, all people, himself. Our encounter with that truth has changed our lives, and our lives in turn testify to the truth and how it has changed us. So I hope that primes the pump. Let's turn it over to questions and attempted answers.